thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind with your hosts, Lawrence and Karen Tam. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in life, love, and legacy. I'm Lawrence Tam. And I'm Karen Tam. Well, it's welcome to this great episode. I just got back from the wellness breakthrough with Damien and Brett and Marcus. We're up in the Denon Ranges in, in Victoria. Um, 31 people in the attendee attendance, attendance. And this was the this is our third year running uh, doing this breakthrough. And Don't look at me. I wasn't there. So. I know you weren't there, but it's, it's yeah. what was really amazing mm-hmm. for us was um, this is the first time with the four of us were doing it. We used to have a lot of speakers and it used to be more an event where we spend a lot of time, um, you know, teaching and stuff where this one, we decided to do something completely different, you know, through the learnings that I've done um, over the past, you know, seven, eight months, I really decided to really focus on, you know, what's the true breakthrough and true breakthrough really comes from being uncomfortable and having you know, discomfort and, and getting to the heart and core issues of what we're going to talk about today, which is being vulnerable, vulnerable, which is very difficult for a lot Mm. of people. And so in a three day environment like that, it allows you to, you almost have to create a space for people. And you got, you talk about 31 strangers, people who don't know each other. Well, some people know each other, but most people don't really intimately know each other. Mm-hmm. And to be able to create a space where, uh, there's trust in the facilitators and trust in the environment of the, the, the other 30 participants and to allow them to really look at themselves deeply on all the things that are actually holding them back. And I can guarantee you what happened was there was a total unexpected, uh, sorry, the total, um, I don't know what's the right word, but they didn't have the right, ex- they had an expectation of what they wanted to come in for. I can guarantee what they got away or came away with is that it was completely different than what they expected. But I think that's because you've, you flipped the framework this year. So previously you've done, as you were just saying, different things. And so their expectations were completely different to what actually happened. And I think it was a really magical weekend from what you guys have told me because you all did something you hadn't really gone into in depth before and really lent into the unknown. Mm, it, was it, scary. Was a, it was a leap of faith with you guys and the participants and it went places that none of you imagined it would go. Mm-hmm. And some really personal, some really deep, interesting stories have come out of that. And we won't be going into all of those stories because it's personal. It's it personal. was for the yep. people that were there. But there's lessons we can learn from that for listeners and for those at home as well with, I guess, takeaway lessons from that with vulnerability. Well, that's the thing. So let's start with the vulnerability of the facilitators. Like I think for us to be in a position to allow the vulnerability of, of these stories to come out and for the depth that we actually went to has to come from the vulnerability of us willing to give something a go. The vulnerability mm-hmm. as facilitators, um, the Damien, Brett, and myself, and Marcus, to allow us to kind of be vulnerable that this may not work. Okay. Yes. And, and we just have to trust through the process that we're going to lean in hard enough and not 
lean into the BS sometimes what that holds us back uh, individually. But it's not it's not stuff you aren't trained to do or that no, you no. haven't done before. So let's just say that. Like I don't have we gone into what you actually did? I, I think I phased out for a second, honestly. Well no no it, it doesn't really matter what we did, but I think it's really important to say that, you know, for us to to create a space of vulnerability for people to kind of dive guide dive deep into the um some of the, the emotions, things that, the emotions or the beliefs that, that hold them back. Yeah. Oftentimes it, it forces us to be, you know, for us to be vulnerable to ourselves. I think a lot of people can relate to us being our true selves. Our true selves are really people uh, like, you know, we're not perfect. So mm-hmm. let's start there. Like, I'm not perfect. And I've been saying that for the last few podcasts is to say that we're not perfect and we don't all live a perfect life. And being able to have vulner- be vulnerable enough to show that side of us connects people at a deeper level. And mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to get to is that when, and one of the things I, t- I told the participants from the weekend is that when you decide to open up, now some people open up very op- like readily yeah. and some people You're like shut it down. <laughs> yeah, shut, shut. So, but where some people, um, almost need like this, like the jaws of life, you know, to go in there and pry it open. And when, when some, because we're just protected because it's hurt so much to, to show, um, because you put those uh, walls up in place for a reason to protect protect you. you over the years. And you don't, you've been hurt once or twice or a few times deeply. So therefore you don't want to get hurt again. You don't want to go through those emotions again. So therefore you put this steel wall in front of you Mm. to those emotions and you lock them in. You, throw, you lock them in with the key and, and the code and the combination. You throw it out the door, uh, throw it out the window so you don't have to open it up again. And it takes a long time for us to kind of, you know, peel back the layers. And when when what happens, though, with the power of the vulnerability is that when someone actually opens up, mm-hmm. like even just a crack, you know what happens to the participants is that everybody's in. Like everybody sees the true you. I think that's being authentic though, isn't it? Because when you're being authentic, people get that and people can learn from that Mm. because you're sharing. You're sharing. Exactly. And I wonder if there's a difference between authenticity and vulnerability. It's it's an interesting question, right? Because, but so I think being authentic is is the true you. Being vulnerable is probably the process to get there. I don't Mm. know. Maybe I'm just thinking out loud here. Sounds good. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. So the vulnerability is to be able to allow yourself to open up and allow yourself to actually, to to just share. You don't have to share everything. I'm not suggesting you pour everything out to a complete stranger. The environment has to be right. The people have to be right. And the situation has to be right at the same time. But having the vulnerability to share the most deepest thoughts with someone all of a sudden connects you with someone else. And here's why. Uh, This is why I believe. Anyways, Mm -hmm. the other person is thinking from their perspective. They're challenged. They're they thinking from their vulnerability or their thoughts or their experience or their story. And when you open up and you're willing to share, guess what happens? The other person who's going who are going through their issue is now sees that their problem is not. It's, they're not the only person who's going through that. They're not yeah. the only person who's going through pain. And this is very important because it doesn't matter about the experience. People are honing in on. Because a lot of people are like me, where we go, where I think, well, my my experience is never as bad as the other person. There's way, there's so many people that are way worse than what I have to go through. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we compare, right? So then we compare our experiences with others. Because oh well, I didn't go through abuse, or I didn't go through suicide, or I didn't go through you know all these hardships or mm-hmm. poverty or anything. What whoever you decide to compare it to, but here's the thing: it doesn't mean you didn't go through the emotion that atta- attached with it. 
Hmm. Right? Because you still experience the same emotion. Who's to say? Because it's so subjective. Who's to say, right? You weren't as hurt as someone who went through something more tragic than you. Yeah. Right? And we don't, we can't tell, but you still went through the same emotion and it's still painful. It's still Although significant to you. It was significant to yeah. you. And that's the critical thing. And when we start to recognize that the pain is pain, right? Mm-hmm. And when you, because what happens is that what, why I know I used to tend to do this goes, Oh, I don't have it as bad as other people. I remember yeah. you telling, I told you this a long time ago. I was like, um, I, you know, I haven't suffered through the, what other people suffer, but it doesn't mean that I didn't live through the pain as well. And when I, when I can understand, accept that I live through pain as well and stop worrying about comparing others, then I can accept how to learn how to heal. But it's, it's also not getting stuck. Do you know what I mean? It's easy. Some, sometimes it's easy to figure out this is where the pain is, but sometimes it's a deeper issue that led to that or another event that actually, when you start thinking back on it, was that really ground zero mm. or was ground zero something that happened earlier? And then once you've identified that, it's then not staying there, being a victim, but it's processing that and moving forward and what you can take from that. Well, the, the, yeah, exactly. And the, the problem with not being vulnerable, mm. let's talk about that for a second. What we end up doing is what a lot of people do. And I'm guilty of this as well Is we put up masks. Oh, Tony Robbins. I like Tony Robbins with masks. That's right. where I'm going with it. Okay. Go for it. I, I, do I didn't remember? know that's where you go. No, no. Do you remember when we did Tony Robbins? Oh, so I should get paid ago. by him. So long Shouldn't ago. I mention him quite a bit? It was a long, long time ago. But he talked about one of the masks he talked about in relationships was masculine and feminine masks. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to preface this because some women out there are going to start getting their backs up about what I'm going to say. So take a deep breath. Keep an open mind. Come with me on this. I'm all for girl power. Totally am. Girl power all the way. However, a lot of women, not all of you, but a lot of women, we've taken on not only the role of being moms at home, but working in the workplace. And to work in the workplace with men, we have to show them that we're not only as good as men, that we can do it just as well, mm. maybe better. But what a lot of women have started to do is put on a bit more of a masculine face. And I don't mean that you're not wearing makeup or you're not looking feminine. For some people it is, but we're putting the suits on. We're playing a little bit more hardball. We're a little bit more aggressive. You're extracting the masculine energy that you actually have. The masculine energy that we have within us to hold our own Mm -hmm. and to fight and to get ahead in the business world. And so much so that we don't even realize that we're using that so much. And one of the exercises that we did with Tony Robbins was that he talked about that when you get to your personal relationship Mm -hmm. as the woman, are you still wearing that masculine mask? Mm. Mm. Because as he put it, the man wants to be the man. Yeah. You know, to get down to caveman days, he's there to protect you, to love you, to be the man. If you're being the man in the relationship, are you honoring your man with letting him be what he needs to be at his essence to be Mm. the man? And and that was pretty hard to look at something like that and to realize that, hey, yeah, in the business world, I do have a masculine mask. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's not, but but there's also, as women, we have the magic of being feminine and being feminine does not equate to being weak. That's power. There is so so much much power power in being feminine that you can hold your own. And I think sometimes there's a bit of a rift in that we think 
being feminine does not equal power. Being feminine means, I don't want to say we're stupid, but we're not as smart. We're just cute. We're on the side. We can't progress as well as men do. Mm. And it's interesting to play with that because I certainly did. When I went back to work, I started dropping a lot of that masculinity and reincorporating the feminine power in it. And it was funny because I thought I wouldn't do as well or succeed as well. And it was just as powerful, if not more. Mm. And you're not getting, and I've heard men say this, that they don't necessarily always like working with women because they're so masculine edged. Mm. Well, it is, I mean, I haven't worked in the corporate world that much. I mean, I have in the past and Mm -hmm. you have in the past and, and the corporate world is very masculine and dominated. So therefore it almost like rather than, um, what would people tendency to do in this, both male and female is that we, we fit into the society or the environmental issue, uh, things. And this happens you know, everywhere, not just in corporate world. Yeah. And so, yeah, it does. It creates that energy where you, you, you kind of create more of that masculine energy. But the problem is that when you bring that home as well and you still hold on because it creates your identity now. And yes. then she so stays with that identity and you have that masculine energy. There's always a balance, right? And maybe I'm wrong. Or this is just our opinion, well, this, right? This is very generalized, yeah. but, but it, it can be seen and it can affect your relationship. So if you are having difficulties in a relationship with someone, I think it is important to look and see, Do you have that mask? Are you allowing yourself to be vulnerable Mm. to maybe be a little bit more feminine or to allow the man to feel that power of looking after you or being a bit masculine? And this is where I'm worried. This is going to go the wrong way because there's going to be people out there saying, I'm a woman. I don't need a man to look after me. And I'm just saying, let's just keep an open mind to honoring also that who you are inside. If there's that feminine energy or there's that masculine energy, do you allow that to have a little bit of life? Do you allow that to be shown to people in any way? And how does that change things for you? Do you enjoy it? Does it change your relationship? It's true. Like I think from the, from the masculine energy, what happens is that from the male's perspective is that what their sole intentions is really to sweep off, um, to sweep the, the, um, Feet. The woman the off her feet. Off her feet. Yeah, that's the right word. Um, it's to sweep the, the, the woman off their feet. And that's the, 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 the essence of what we want to do. And that's how we feel like we're providing. Or that's how masculine energy feels that they can, um, you know, contribute to the world in a sense. I know that we're very generalizing. But this but, is, but this is, I think, is getting deep into our DNA from a long time ago where yes, the males yeah. were the providers. It's from the energetic standpoint, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's that, Intimate. you know, we feel like we're, we're strong and, and in, in, I mean, the, the females listening to this, you, you know that, like you, you, you know that the man just really wants to be yeah, it, energetically. They just want to be like, they want to be the man, right? They yeah. just want to feel like they're the man. Yeah, who, let you feel like yeah. it. So <laughs> therefore, know who's running yeah, the house. because if the masculine, if your masculine energy becomes really high and you hold on to that masculine energy, mm. then all of a sudden the male is going to feel in, like not it's, inferior, but their masculine energy is going to diminish and they're going to fall into the feminine energy. And there's so many things right now mm. in, in today's society is that they ask the man to be more feminine, not to be having embraced the feminine energy yes. now, you know, and, and to, you know, create that. And so now there's also this tendency and I may, you know, it's just like, there's a lot of opinions here, but there's that tendency of like males almost lose out on who identify who they actually are. Yeah. Are they supposed because, to be masculine? Are they supposed, supposed to be, be crying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's also for males too, as well. You got to be, uh, I think it's important not to just hold on to your masculine energy because you have feminine energy and to yes. brace into it. Right. But then the also issues is that it can go too far just as much as the, 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 the female going to become a uh, female going to 
to too much male, the male can go too much for, um, to female when they get they lose their who they are, their who their essence are. Not to say that masculine energy can't be feminine energy. There's not. I'm not saying that you can't do that at all. Yeah. But when you lose the identity of who, um, who, what part of the relationship you're trying to play, and what uh, what lights you up or what you fulfills you, mm. and the dynamics of male and female in this particular instant, then all of a sudden it creates this huge uh, dilemma in terms of relationship, and you don't know where but where it, it fits. But it's not almost it's not a spoken dilemma. It's just something no. something feels off. Something's not right, and it's interesting. I think we should leave masks for now, but I think it's interesting. Have a think about it, have a play with it and try expressing both within who you are, your masculine and your feminine. Cause I think there's times and places for both and to allow your partner to be able to express theirs as well. Hmm. Well, there's and so much power. Like I think what you just said too, is there's so much power as being a female. The feminine energy is very, very powerful. You can, you really change um, the context because often people see female, like, you know, the society thing is a female has got its inferiority and in terms of the power energy. It's not, it's very, very powerful if you embrace it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you could, in that power is just as equal, uh, weighted into the masculine energy, just different. It's a different type of power and yeah. a different energy and you got to embrace it. But the, going back to vulnerability now, the vulnerability conversation is about, are you vulnerable enough, like you said, to be able to go back into, to go into your natural energy. But in order for us to, but if you have, if you don't have the vulnerability, what happens has is we actually put on these masks, right? Mm-hmm. These masks, which is basically, um, we put them up for protection. We put them up because it seems like that's the better way to do, deal with things. And when we don't have that vulnerability, people are not really seeing the true authentic you right we're only seeing the mask of you and also it's all of a sudden then then people really don't connect with you right because and so that's why and the longer that goes on the further disconnected and it feels like you cannot bridge that gap with people that's right and you start to wonder why i don't have that deep connection is because first it's not we start to blame others like we oftentimes we blame others for why they're not connecting with me because they're not the right people whatever versus to going we can't correct them. Yes. How can we allow us to be more vulnerable to connect with others? I mean, let's think about all. Or are you deeper... connected with you? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Are you? Yeah. First of all, are you connected with you mm. first? And are you are you okay to show that vulnerability to everybody else? Because let's face it, in order anybody who has any deep relationship with you know friends or you know any relationships with anybody knows that those friendships typically are due to a deep relationship and deep communication with those people, mm-hmm. right? And if you have a deep connection with those people, that's when that's started because one of you were vulnerable enough to share your deepest and darkest secrets in a way. Scary to do that. It's absolutely but scary. Because I think you almost have to set the scene because if you're with your partner and they've just had a hard day at work, they've had kids screaming at them or they've been busy and they're stressed, they sit down on the couch and in their mind they're thinking, I'm going to watch Netflix. And you then just suddenly decide now is the time that you are going to bear your soul and put it all out there. They probably aren't going to respond the way you're hoping they're going to respond. And then that's going to hurt you and shut you down that you're going to think they're not there for me. They don't get me. They don't care. And so I think it's important that when you are being vulnerable, that you're choosing the right time to do it, or you're setting the stage with your partner saying, Hey, are you there to listen to me right now? Because I want to tell you some things and it's not to hurt you or to say mean things, but this is how I'm feeling. And I need to express those things and set the stage a little bit more because I don't think we do. I think we try to throw it in, in between a busy day and then the person doesn't respond how we want them to. And then we blame them for that. On top of that, though, mm-hmm. it's also because 
most like a lot of people's relationships are have been very so super uh, superficial relationships or superficial conversations when they go deep they before they go deep they actually thought of all the things that could go wrong or where that conversation is going to go and so they predicted like I don't want to go deep because she's going to think this way. So then it's going to go. And then they talk themselves out of it from actually going deep. Yeah. And, and that's what happens. I've, I've seen that a lot, especially from this weekend is like, I, I want to have that conversation with, with whoever I need to deal with, whether father, mother, parent, or l- lover or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to have that conversation because I, but you know, if I say that, I know that this word is going to go. But the question is, is do you really know? Like, do you really know what they're actually thinking? Because they could be thinking complete opposite. Mm. What we tendency to do is in our brain is that, oh, you know, I, if I tell her, you know, the, the truth on this matter, she's going to definitely not like it. Or maybe she's been thinking the same thing, but she doesn't want to tell you because she doesn't want to hurt you. So no one's willing to be vulnerable in a relationship, mm. right? And then all of a sudden, then we just live on these masks and we continue onwards. And then a few years later, uh, oh, things didn't go well because we never dealt with the issue three years ago or five years ago or whatever. So how do you think you can be vulnerable within a relationship? Like, do we go and buy a box of cards from the store? That's 10,000 deep questions to have with your partner. And no. you pull a card each night and go in, like, how do you... Yeah, not, every, a, not everybody is at that place that they are, they're busy. They come home from work. They've got an hour before bed. It's just, where do you build that time in? How do you build those practices in? How do you find someone to be vulnerable with? Okay. So I think the couple of things is it, from a mindset perspective is, is knowing that number one, the importance of why being vulnerable is very important for you and for your relationship as a whole. Right. Okay. Whether this relationship stays or not is really important that you know that being truthful or being vulnerable to the truth is way better than not being vulnerable and living a life of misery, like over over period of time. Like so that's just the mindset thing. Yeah. I'm not suggesting well then we'll talk about the how in a second. But you gotta know, right? You have to almost truly you have to truly believe in the fact that by being vulnerable, so by me being vulnerable and telling you to the things that hurt me. For example, or mm-hmm. maybe you hurt me in a way, and I'm being telling you the truth, and, and telling you the truth, or how I'm actually feeling, and these are the thoughts that are going through my head, and just knowing that that truth is way better for our relationship, for you to love me more, and for me to love you more, respect you more, and trust in our relationship that's going to get stronger. That thought process and that trust in that is very, very important because if you don't trust it, it's going to be very difficult for you to actually let go of the vulnerability. Yeah. Okay, so that's one. How you do that, you're absolutely right. The context has to be in the right position. Like you just can't go like in the middle of a, a sports game and go, well, by the way. In the middle uh, of cricket? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you, you just can't do that. Like yeah. you, you got to make sure that, no. Now, I want to preface that there is never a right time. Okay. Because we often go, I'll, I'll wait for the perfect time. There's never a perfect time. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to, it's, the sooner or later, I, what I don't want is people just, Start yes. too early, but also I want people to not do it at all. So it's like that fine balance of just knowing that there's never a perfect time. You will have to approach this and you have to do this sometime. But I think it's important is that you have to set the context. You might want to preface it. You might want to frame that this is what's actually happening. There's something that's been eating up me inside. I haven't told you. And I don't know. Or maybe there's something that I've been dealing with. So, for example, there's been issues where uh, been times where you know, there's something I've always wanted to tell you. Like there's something that I've been processing, not necessarily yeah. with us, but more something that I'm dealing with. And I just don't know where to go. And I would preface it with you. I go, Karen, like, listen, um, I don't even know where to go with this, but if I can have your attention for, for, for a bit, I, I, there's something in my mind that I can't process. 
I just want to say, I don't know, it's not for you to necessarily solve the problem, but I just need to voice it out to maybe, you know, mm-hmm. maybe there's some help. And you would do the same thing. So it's like setting up the scene. Yes. And in every relationship, I think we know when someone is being serious, like when there's yeah. a deep conversation coming up, or you know, this is just going to be a normal conversation. I think people, in, if you've been with your partner long enough and you have a deep relationship, I think people just know. Can we get to something you just said okay. about not solving the issue? Yes, absolutely. I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. <laughs> this, this is for you, for, for all the males listening. Yes, for the males listening. <laughs> I know where she's going, so... Don't solve it. I want you to put that in your wallets. Don't solve it. Yeah, done that. Because it's the times. male, and again, I'm generalizing, it's the male tendency. You come to them with a problem as a female, and you know what? Majority of the time, we just want to talk. We, we just want to talk forever and ever and ever. And I know in your mind, you're thinking 10 minutes to cricket, 10 minutes to footy. Um, here's your problem. I've got it solved for you. Let's move on. I've got stuff to do. And so now I've learned to preface with Lawrence. I say, he'll look at me, either I'll say it or he'll look at me and say, do you want me to give you a solution or do you want me just to sit here and listen? Yeah, that happened yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say 99% of the time I'm like, I'm not looking for a solution. I just want to talk for a really long time. And then usually by the time I'm done, I'm emotionally spent. I feel better. I may have clarity. I may not have clarity. I've usually forgotten by then. It's been so long. I've been talking. I'm just dehydrated. Yeah. So this goes <laughs> or, back to the... Or I will be then at a point that I'm, I've got all of that out. Off my chest. Yeah. And then I might say, okay, what's your solution? Or I might not. I might just say, you know what? I just need to sit with this for a while. We'll pick it up again. And you say, oh, goody. (laughs) Delightful, darling. (laughs) Yeah. So that's like that masculine and female uh, feminine energy we talked about. Like a lot of the masculine energy is about, we try to fix things that we want to start to fix everything. And so that's, you know, that's how we're wired. And so females listen to that. Like that's how your males are, you know, in the, the masculine energy, you know, is wired now. And that can get us mad. Cause we're like, I you are it. not listening to me. You are just trying to fix it. Listen to what I'm saying. So I would say if this is you, or you've had this happen in your relationship, start prefacing it. Cause yeah, that's what we've done. That. And it's made it a lot easier that we don't then get frustrated and that something that was one thing turns into a fight or turns into something else because we get annoyed that they're not dealing with the information the way we want them to deal with it. That's right. If so you want... Set the rules. The, yeah, the rules are... And it's so important because I mean, this happened the other day when you just sort of like literally just um, would start talking blah, blah, blah. So now I know, right? So I literally just asked the question, do you really want me to solve this problem? Is it a problem-solving question here or is it do you want me just to listen? I know. And, and so, I know not to get mad at you when you say that because I know. But, 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 but it's just how our brains are wired. Now, yes. it's so, I mean, that is such a powerful statement because that can solve a lot of relationship issues. Like really, in a sense that because a lot of, like you just want to get things off your chest. You just want to voice out your frustration with me or with whatever the situation is. Yeah. And it is just really just getting it off your chest. You don't actually necessarily want it to be solved. You just sometimes. It's opening and being vulnerable and letting you know how that person's feeling. And when somebody jumps in to quickly try solving it, yeah. it's like they haven't acknowledged everything you've just bared out to them that you've laid yourself, your your soul, you've opened your soul to them. And it's like, that's diminished the second mm. they start trying to quickly give you solutions because they haven't honored 
what you've just opened up to them and that you've trusted them enough to open them up to them. Mm-hmm. And then it starts shutting us down or the person down because they're like, well, why should I bother? They don't listen to me. And that's the thing, like one of the lessons I learned from the weekend as well is that, you know, it's not about trying to solve people's issues, solve their, you know, breakthrough is not about, mm-hmm. Hey, let's solve your issues. The breakthrough is actually helping you make, become more aware where your actual blocks actually are, where your where some of your deep emotions are actually stemming from when it actually started happening you know a lot of times it's like the guilt that they actually have been holding on to for years and didn't didn't even realize they actually had guilt you know they And they and let's talk about that with health yeah okay go for it because when you are storing a lot inside of you you're storing those emotions that negativity that anger it's stored within your organs it's stored within your muscles And what we've started to notice is that when you are doing breakthroughs and people are really connecting to deep stuff within them, things that had happened, they're crying, they're they're letting that emotion go, you can sometimes find that sickness, Mm. physical sickness may come afterwards, that you start getting quite sick for a week or so. And that I think that is part of the process is that your body is just getting rid of the junk that you have been holding inside of you. That's right. And that's a process that needs to happen as well. Yeah, it's it's absolutely very exhausting. I think a lot of people, everybody was really emotionally and physically exhausted because mm-hmm. because your body is like you are getting rid of stuff that you've been holding on so tightly, you know. And as you let go, unfortunately, your body has to still express it. Right, that emotion yes. that you've been storing, you don't want to go through it at the time, so you've been holding it back. But un- when you release that vault that vault you still have to experience it doesn't just like all of a sudden you release the key and everything (laughs) opens up and then you just disappears it doesn't you still have to process that Mm -hmm. if you don't process that emotion and feel those pain feel the guilt feel the anger if that doesn't come through you you're just still bottling it up it's still there because it is you know from Candace Pert we wrote this book beautiful book called Molecules Emotion it is an actual molecule which means it's there within your body so which means that in order to get rid of that emotion you still have to experience Express it, which means he's still got to go through it. And uh, unfortunately, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the unfortunate part. But what, when you do it, I mean, when you have a big cry, for example, when you just release these energy, you know what? You feel so feel much so better much at the better. end. I love a good but, cry. But going through it, though, is painful. Yeah. It sucks. But they, us as human beings, we're meant to experience this. We're meant to feel the pain. And like I said, going back to the original statement, it's about breakthroughs are about opening up the awareness and peeling the outside layer of an onion, which means that there's multiple layers for you to go through. And it's not about just like solving the problem. It's about really just letting you know that there are so many more layers there, but at least now you started and it creates it. Hopefully it creates a domino effect for you to start releasing the other emotions that are there. It might take years. I wanted to go somewhere with children right then, but I'm just looking at the time and I think that sounded like a good wrap up. So maybe I just won't go there today. Maybe for the next one. Perhaps. Okay. Well, that's been the, the, this particular episode. And I hope that, you know, you enjoyed that. And also from hearing from that both perspective, the female and the masculine energy and how that affects you. And the, the key lesson here is about vulnerability. Are you willing to be open to be vulnerable to yourself? And more importantly, are you being willing to be vulnerable to certain peoples in your life so that they can actually see the true you and your true thoughts and have a deeper connection with them in your relationships with them, whether it be a lover, friends, 
parents um, or kids. Uh, hope that you enjoyed this. Go to facebook.com slash inside champions mind. Like us there, comment there if you can. Well, go to the wellness couch and also, you know, check us out there and subscribe us onto on iTunes and leave a comment there. We really, really appreciate any comments that you can put on iTunes uh, or any other um you know, podcasts, you know, device that you're listening to or apps that you're listening to, that'd be fantastic. This has been Inside the Champions Mind, a show that helping you that helps you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world class in life, love, and legacy. I'm Lawrence Tam. And I'm Karen Tam. See you on the next episode. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.